following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Once again, it's us three and no more. <laughs> That's what happens. Yep. People have lives. <sighs> Apparently, everyone but us. Yeah. That is not true at all. It's just we can only manage to sync up our schedules. <laughs> For right now. We promise that uh, the gym and Jen, they, they still exist. Who? Aww. <laughs> and They're just figments of our imagination. And, and Caboose and CJ are you know, puttering around somewhere. Yes, they are. Yeah, Caboose probably fapping, man, to some anime <laughs> chick. No, what the hell is CJ doing? Probably in the back room getting drunk. Well, he's sick, actually. Damn, he's sick? I need to go and pick on him then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And this is going to be the last episode of 2016. Well, regular episode, that is. Yeah. We have our uh, top ten countdown coming in the following weeks. Hope y'all look forward to that. I have my list. I have to evaluate it and see what needs to change. I don't even have my fucking list, man. You're going to have to... See, this is why I did that. Like, I saved it to my iPhone. So that way, in case this came up again, I was like, oh, now I can pull it up without having to go through 50 podcasts. Dude, I don't even fucking remember what I put down. Maybe I was drunk at the time. Probably. (laughs) More often than not. Shut up. (laughs) Now go and get me some dang on booze. Nope. Uh, No. Well, we made it. 25 weeks later, we have made it to the end of Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans Season 1. And so, we are going to send it off with a bang with our final Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans Season 1 recap. Raise Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans, Episode 25, Tekaden. It's been getting heated up in the city, and Mikazuki confronts An, who lashes out him for killing Lieutenant Crank, while Megillus duels with Galio in the distance. Ah, poor, poor Ann. Ann. Like, dude, revenge over the superior warrior who killed your freaking superior. Ah, poetic justice, we shall see. 
McGillis reveals his true motives to Galio that he goaded Carter to accept the suicide mission so that he could take her place. Gee, like we didn't see that coming from a mile away. He played on the feelings, man. Just as DJ Khalid said, you played yourself, Carter. He convinced Galio to turn Ayn into the monster machine so that everyone would see how far Gallahorn would compromise his values to win. Yeah, well, Gallahorn was hidden low before, below the belt for a long time. Ah, what can we say about those jerks? They are just a perversion. He even plans to take over Galio's family once Galio is dead. This enrages Galio, who <laughs> attacks relentlessly. Yeah, he tried to go Super Saiyan, but hey. Eh, maybe he did better than Gohan. But yeah, wait, as wait, Galio. Wait. Shut this up. Isn't, this isn't Hunter Hunter, so he can't go Super Saiyan. I said. This is Iron Blood Orphans, not Hunter Hunter. Like, <laughs> don't be trying to confuse me and trip me up, man. You gotta be glad this booze got me on the point. Mm-hmm. As Galio breaks down, McGillis tells him that the sentiments like friendship can no longer reach him because he's lived in hatred for too long. Bitter rich boy dreams that you're the red-headed stepchild. Well, even though you got blonde hair. Yeah. Dude, you could have been getting Carter if you really wanted to. Finally, McGillis stabs Galio's Camaris suit through the chest and tells him that he was his only real friend. Mm. Kind of the way that Judas, I mean, well, not Judas, but hey, Judas was up there with Jesus. But I was just going to say that Brutus, the way he hipped up Caesar, a two Brute. Yeah, those types of things go on. Using a secret passageway, Cordelia and Machinai make it to the Parliament Assembly in time. Machinai gives Cordelia the podium, much to Henry's, Henry's, or Henry's or Chayron. I don't know who, that, who the hell this person is. You know, probably just some ugly ass Jack White, but I don't even like. <laughs> <laughs> the Maiden of the Revolution addresses the assembly and chastises them for their treatment of the people. Yeah, man, that's kind of like the current situation, but we're not going to get into that. Meanwhile, Mikazuki finds himself outmatched by Ayn, who considers the boy a savage animal that can never be saved. Hmm. Says the man who turned himself into something other than what he once was to get an edge over to kill a kid. Mika replies that Ayn is the one who gets to decide who is worth saving and pushes Barbatos to his limits to win. In doing so, he loses sight in his right eye and uses his right arm. And use of his right arm, although neither affects his ability to use his Alaya Vianas on pilot the mobile suit. That's because Mikazuki is a real savage. He knows what to do. Pure, natural fighting instinct. That's just how it goes down. I, even as a metal man, I'm going to just call you Tin Man because that's what Mikazuki made you look like. You got your ass kicked in the end. When Makana wins the election, Orga gives his comrades the order not to die on the battlefield until the ceasefire signal takes place as their mission is now complete. Tekken returns to Mars while Kadili remains to advise Makana and see her vision come to pass. Megillah sends Isnario Farid away and confronts Almiria, having manipulated his way to the position he desired. And that, people, is the iron-blooded Orphans recap. Final episode. That that was comforts, not confronts. <laughs> Though I guess hey. both can kind of work in this context. Hey, get off my case, man. Darrell's been drinking. It's fine. No, Darrell hasn't really necessarily been drinking. He's been sipping. Yeah, well, while whatever. your description of Henri Fleurs is uh, accurate, <laughs> that was like the old lady who, who was trying to win Parliament 
And when Kudelia yeah, wants to, uh, Machina's like, let the girl speak. And she's like, she's all about to speak here. <laughs> like, sh- hey, you know shut that. up. Nobody cares what you think. Well, you yeah. know, I bet it was all over with the old bitch got mad when the Roman took a wig off. Like, bro, <laughs> like, bro who did your lace front? <laughs> yes, people, my mom's a hairstyle, so I know about these kind of things. Remember, her <laughs> whole platform was so bad that she was sure she would lose unless Mock and I didn't show up. <laughs> that's some quality politics right there. Hey, that's American politics. Oh, I'm sorry, too soon. Oh, <laughs> boy. So... Yes, I know. It is time. It is time for my thoughts. On this. You actually got thoughts? Oh, I do. I actually started talking about this on Twitter uh, the other night. Um, I actually thought the ending to this series was something that we don't really see in anime a lot. And I thought it was... <laughs> well, this series does have problems just like... You know, they, they're in this battle and it's like three days after the battle started where we come into the battle. That was kind of a problem with it. Um, but unlike that, this, um, this ending I thought actually was, I thought it was well paced. Um, yeah, let me read what I put. I thought that it, I, I thought that it was, it was one of the best endings to a season that I've seen in a while. Uh, it was, it was spaced out well. It didn't rush the final battles. Um, and I thought that, you know, it, it was it, it was a good ending to a series. And yeah, you know, I, 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 while I think that it does have issues in the series from time to time, it is kind of a worthy uh, series to be put using the Gundam name. So, you know, they did well with the ending, at least. Uh, and what I mean by like well-paced, I mean, there's sometimes where you see, you have like these animes that decide that they want to have the, this battle end within the first 10 minutes of this episode. Uh, that's not the case in this episode. It probably went about more than halfway through, um, which was good. Because I remember, like, the commercial break is usually 15, about 10 to 15 minutes into the, the, the episode. And it didn't go to, we didn't actually go to commercial until about between 15 and 20 minutes. So it, it was pretty good to see that they actually didn't rush any of the battles. And it, and it actually came out to be really good, the end results. You know, not just the battle scene, but, you know, uh, Cadelia, um, how that all ended up. And uh, it also, it also like they, they didn't have to really do a season two, honestly. Um, I think the way that they ended it could have gone both ways, but uh, it left the door open for a season two, which obviously they, they did. But there's um, a season two. There is. It's currently going on right now, um, and currently being dubbed, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that this was. I thought this was a a really good ending to the series. If I had to give this series uh, a grade, um, and again, there is a season two, so you can't really give it a complete grade, but I, I would say it would end up being around between a seven and an eight, maybe 7.5, just because 
and one of, one of my biggest sticking points with that is that whole you come in to a fight that's been going on for three days and I understand, you know, okay, I get it. You don't want to dwell on a, on a battle. I get it. But we didn't even start seeing them fight yet. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, they're here fighting. Wait, what? Yeah, it felt start? like we, at the very least, could have used one more episode. Exactly. Uh, well, I guess if I could give it a rating, then I would give it a rating of Hennessy, not Kavassier, <laughs> because... Not as bad. It's not low brown. Like, well, I guess Paul Masson are going down to E and J. You know, if you ain't got no money, but still satisfactory in what you drink, but not quite Cavassier level. It's still good, but not necessarily great. Now, season two, we shall see. Yes. Mm. And you know, I, I think this might have been kind of that they were planning season two all along. So maybe this was just like. A setup. Yeah, this is like the setup. And then, you know, season two is going to be like the meat on the bones, so to speak, where you're going to get a lot more action. You're going to get a lot lot more structure to the anime. And hopefully, you know, it'll be a lot better than what this was. And I'm not saying that this season was bad. It had a lot of good parts to it. What I just talked about was not one of them. (laughs) You know, so. And by the way, the, the dub of this show, very good. Very good dub of this show. Yeah, you know, it took me a second to kind of get into it, but as far as the dub, but I would say eventually, as it as it uh, progressed along, the voice actors really dialed in and uh, dialed in on the song. Bang Zoom does a really good job, you know. I mean, they might be not doing a good job with Super, but you know, it's yeah. a... <laughs> shut up about that, though. Sorry. <laughs> After I heard Goku on, from Toonami Asia, I went, I don't know. <laughs> Though that probably got thrown at them at the last second, too. So, who knows? All right. Now, let's get into some of these talkbacks. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know Sketch has got to talk here. Come I got on. thoughts. I know. I'm just you picking, know? man. I just wanted to say talkbacks. So, sort of jotted down my uh, pros and cons to Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans Season 1. So, in the pros column, I like Mikazuki. He's not a typical mopey Gundam protagonist. That's a nice change of pace. I liked the emphasis on family and brotherhood. You don't see that that much in Gundam series. You usually have, like, a core group of characters, but the, the whole emphasis on family is very strong in this series in particular. Uh, some of the side characters are likable, despite how little we got to know most of them. Uh, I like the Space Mafia stuff, though they didn't do much with it, but it has a certain charm to it. Hello. I personally feel that Kudelia is at least not really in a peacecraft. <laughs> they give you plenty of reasons to hate McGillis by the end of this season, so they at least provide a villain that you'd love to hate. And in my opinion, the battles were pretty good all around. A little short at times, but not poorly choreographed. Now the cons. Far too much meandering in the middle of the series. A sense that very little is accomplished in the first season. And if it all pays off in the second season, okay. But they were working with the possibility of not having a second season. And if that actually happened, this might be one of the dullest Gundam series ever. And that is 
very sad. I wouldn't go that far. Oh, I've seen some. I've seen some Gundams, and some of them are I I I, I can't get into. This one I actually got into, so hmm. I wouldn't say it's dull. But from what I've heard from uh, about season two so far, you know, it seems like it's not, according to you, going to be dull. So yeah, like this, season two makes you want to smoke a cigarette even if you don't smoke. That's okay. one way of putting it. <laughs> so I could have said snoo snoo. Here's, here's the thing. There is a lot of talking that happens in this show, and yet most of the characters aren't more fleshed out. That seems like such a waste. Like, they spent time talking about nothing. Ein's whole deal through the entirety of the show is just stupid. <laughs> Even if it leads up to a crazy, cool mech battle, his whole motivations are just dumb. They're bad. Not a good, not a good character. Not good writing. Cordelia oh. takes way too long to do something. Eventually she does, but she takes so long being like, I need to do something. I really need to do something. We'll do something! Mm. And honestly, there are arguably some poor attempts at making you care about characters right before they die. And that is sad, because once again, they spend so much time talking about nothing that they could be fleshing out these characters and giving you a reason to care. And I, I feel like they really failed in that regard. Just gonna be honest. Gabe's no fucks about Carta. Gabe's no fucks about Galio. Aw, oh, man. You gotta feel a little something for Galio at the end there. He was... Though, he was, like, really getting pushed around the entire time. Exactly. Do, do, you, think his, do you think that uh, his sister... Do you think that he's going to take care of his his sister? Or do you think that he's just oh McGillis? Like, oh yeah. yeah, he's most definitely going to do that. Oh yeah, because that's yeah. no no no. I don't mean that way, Terrell. Fucking I'm not talking about that. Man. No man, Get your mind up. the whole point is to become part of the family. So oh, he's going to marry right. into that family so that he can have an even higher level of power. Kind of the whole point of it all. Be like. But do you Seriously, think that man, after nothing says power, man, as marrying into a family? But do you think that after he gets married to her, do you think that he's just gonna like be like, okay, get out, kind of thing? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know if he ever really, really cares about her, but I think he's not gonna like kick her to the curb immediately. Yeah, I, I, I get a sense. I mean, from what we've seen so far, it doesn't. See, that's the thing. Like, he plays things off, so you can't really tell if it really is true intentions or not. But it does seem like he doesn't want to hurt her, so to speak, because he kind of goes out of her, go, goes out of his way to kind of, reassure. you know, reassure her, make her happy. You know, oh. so I, I think, I, I think that he may not do, like, even after they get married, I think that he'll still take care of her. It's just, I get because of what he did. It just makes me think, okay, is that his true intentions or after he gets married to her being like, peace out, bitch? <laughs> I don't think it would be nothing like I think it's more you know, even worse than that. And honestly, there are things that have happened in the second season that I don't want to spoil. So No, we're not going to spoil those. We're going to let you ingrateful ingrates find out about them. Yes, I know I used a double negative, so get off my case. Uh-huh. But, but so, the thing yeah, is, though... I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just like, the thing is, it's just, it's pretty cool, man. 
in the second season. But I would have to say, though, the first season, it was kind of boring at times with all the talking, man, and, like, characters that I just really didn't care about. I mean, dude, I literally laughed and smiled as Carla got freaking slaughtered, man. Yeah, that that's the other thing. Over-the-top cartoonish enemies like Carta and the Tiger Pants guy just feel really out of place in a serious drama, and it's not creating good juxtaposition either. It's just oh, my it's just I, I don't think weird. I don't think she was used appropriately either. Like I think that a character of that caliber that you wanted to build up should have been used a little bit more. You know what I mean? She Dude, did come in a up. bit late, but I I think that they used her a effectively at least as far as mcgillis's means goes dude she was cannon fodder yeah pretty much and as paul mentioned occasionally jumping ahead in the middle of a battle or into the tail end of a battle and not allowing the viewers to experience the battle firsthand at least not most of it big no-no why would you do that this this whole thing is about the horrors of war if you don't get to see the horrors of war, what was the point? <laughs> you don't want to see the horrors of war, especially a 72-hour battle, man. Well, that's Shit true. Fucking, it's bananas. So, <laughs> no, no my lies. bottom line is, it had its moments, but it meanders way too much while rushing through the good stuff, only to meander some more. And I feel like in 25 episodes, it didn't accomplish as much as it should have Considering it's not an adaptation of a novel or a manga, the pacing should be better than this. And from what I've seen of the second season, it's only marginally improved. But, ah, they could turn it around. And they thought I just had when you were talking about whether or not McGillis will, like, kick Almeria to the curb. Wouldn't it be great if Almeria got back at McGillis by the end of that season? Oh, that would be so good. Comeuppance. Ooh, I love it. Mm, like Comeuppance indeed. I like that idea. <laughs> for for Maki to be like manipulating people the whole time and then she's like, Maki, I know everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be great. I really hope that happens. <laughs> or something along those By the lines. way, I, I kind of think that um... Mikazuki, like, I understand he's just like a soldier, so he just blindly follows, you know, whatever he's ordered to do. But, like, there could have been, like, some kind of relationship going on there. And I felt like, you know, if they were going to, you know, have them kiss, like, there should have been something else at the end of this to kind of continue this on. Because I feel like that was kind of a waste. Like, why would you have that happen and then nothing happens? Well, you know, it's it's not quite simple for Mikazuki to have oh, a relationship I, with Kudelia because of her position. I understand, but she... I mean, obviously, you know, all this stuff happened, like, quickly. So that way, uh-huh. you know, so she kind of put that on the back burner. But now that she's actually able to do stuff like i was surprised like she didn't do anything at the end there and kind of be like yeah i want your dick or something <laughs> but Cadelia <laughs> like, not doing anything is par for the course hi-yo that is true oh. that is true that is true uh, i did by the way, like I, that little line that uh that mika is like yeah 
my right eye and this arm don't work anymore. And she's just like, oh, no, no, don't cry. Obviously, I can't hug you like this. <laughs> I don't. Well, that's a response. Well, and then um, here, here's the other thing that got me too was um, Cadelia's sister, not sister, um, assistant. There, I kind of feel like she was like just that was like pointless too. Like why? It, it kind of felt like it kind of felt like she wasn't even needed. Yeah, it kind of felt like she was really. Yeah, she was kind of auxiliary. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. Like, I understand, like, they were trying to. Like, she was supposed to kill her. But. Yeah. I mean, it, it just kind of felt like. I don't know. It just. It felt useless to have her there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just an ass, but I don't know. A little no, bit, no. but her death was kind of the catalyst to get Kudelia to right. really do something. Dude, that was a waste of boobs and booty. I, <laughs> I miss Futon. Dude, that was like, dude, it reminded me of the Death of Shield, man. Mm. The Death of Shield. I was so, like, man, all that good, gorgeous booty. Boobage. Gone far too soon. I know, in the eyeglasses, man. Now, I dig chick with eyeglasses. All right, so let's get to the talkbacks. Yeah. Right. D. Aaron writes in. Ein may possess fearsome weaponry, but he's still a freaking idiot. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Hello, Mika's just like, that old man wanted to die. He's like, you take that back! <laughs> Sir Link rides in. Season 1 of Gundam IVO ends with Mika giving up his left eye and his right arm. That was pretty crazy, and I loved it. Yeah... But here's the here's the even crazier part. He can still use it while he's piloting the mobile suit. Mm-hmm. I mean that that right there is like okay, all right. That's the thing though. The a lot of the Yana system allows them to do that, man. Yeah. It, now it's uh, it's kind of like he's only whole if he's hooked up to Barbatos. Yeah. Sounds like um, hero. He went the wing zero. Hmm. Woo. Like that reference, don't you? <clears throat> Galio's biggest fan, Sir Bodwin, writes in, McGillis confirmed to be total scum in season one. Betrayed his friend and stole his sister. Mm. <laughs> yeah, That's he sure did. Play. Sounds like something Darrell would do. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> but Ooh. I didn't betray you. I didn't betray you to friend, man. I just stole his sister. Hmm. And was she smoking? Another from D. Aaron was pleasantly surprised to see that Laughter and Ozzy survived. My hopes for Akihiro X Laughter live on into season two. Hmm. Yeah. Out there. By the, by the way, that that Gundam is toast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully they hopefully they can repair it and make a get a new one or something. But yeah, that one is just done. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, well, you know, there's always another Gundam. Of course. <laughs> uh, Stephen Oz writes in, That was a fantastic ending to Gundam IBO. Action-packed, politically charged, and heartwarming. Yeah, heartwarming in that Cordelia and Atra actually started petting Mikazuki on the head. 
Aww. I like that moment when uh, Mika's talking to Atra. It's like, yeah, this is what saved my other arm. Yep. Aww. You know, that makes her feel good. You do realize that she keeps thinking that there's going to be like a threesome, right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm down with that, though, man. She gets it. Mm Mm-hmm. Operation I'm sure Hero, there man. are many, many a dojin. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I'm so happy that Atra actually gets it, man. Yeah. Every every guy needs someone like Atra in their life. Mm. <laughs> all right, moving on. Yeah, well, that is really all the talkbacks that we had. There, there were a couple more, but they were kind of just general... This is what's happening on screen right now. <laughs> Which are boring, and I don't like to read them. So, do better next time, kids. But, uh, I agree. This this was a good finale. I, I think the strongest points in this series are the beginning and the end. It, it kind of meanders in the middle, but it definitely has a promising start and a relatively strong finish. Yeah. And hopefully they do better in season two. No yes, way. hopefully. And I have few doubts. I'm I'm pretty darn sure they're going to play it on Toonami. So yeah, we'll we get need to that it on eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to this in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. But that is it for our Gundam recap. I hope you enjoyed our play-by-play, though it was often far later than you would have seen the episode and I apologize for that profusely blame sketch not me yep yep just blame me I I will take all the blame good man or blame the meteor but Gundam will be replaced by another Gundam Gundam Unicorn and well it's been around for a while and usually our policy is only to recap finites, we'll finish dub premieres. So we're all thinking we're not going to recap that. No, we ain't going to recap it. So probably in order to, I guess, replace that, so to speak, ratings come back. Oh boy. We're not going to go down, we're not going to do like an extensive like okay, we're going to compare from years past because that's that's going to take way too long. Uh, we're just going to talk about the ratings from the, the previous weekend and uh, talk about what what that means for Toonami, whether that's good or bad. You know? We feel and I think... that in particular because there are some big changes coming to Toonami in January, it would be worth noting kind of how that does because it's... Right uncharted territory and we uh i'm particularly interested to see how dragon ball super does at 8 p.m and how that will split the ratings between 8 p.m and 11 30 hopefully not in a bad way hopefully everything else does well but i guess we will keep tabs on that when the time comes yes sir so let's get through this. Couldn't we come up with some topical discussions? I think we could. I mean, we could, but we have to. Uh, I mean, we could. I mean, this this could be an opportunity for fans to donate, and then they 
can have their topics done. Ah, yes. Surely there oh, are yeah. some out there who would be uh, interested in coming on the podcast to discuss a particular topic. So uh, go to patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful podcast to see about doing that. And also we'll we'll do some interviews too. Uh, I have one that I've been putting off since since it's become like really busy lately. So hopefully I'll get that early next year in January and we'll put that depending on how long the, the interview is, we'll put it in the podcast. Remember, we try not to put any interviews that are more than 30 minutes long into a podcast because then it just makes it ridiculously kind of, long. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. We usually, I mean, usually the sweet spot is 45 minutes is an exclusive 45 minutes or 45 minutes. Yeah. 45 minutes or more um, is usually an exclusive. If it's between 30 and 45 minutes, we kind of gauge it after editing and see where it's at. And then it may go in the podcast or we may make an exclusive. Uh, but yeah, because sometimes, sometimes we have to schedule these and, you know, we'll only get 15 minutes, which is funny because I love when people sit there and they go, well, you only have 15 minutes with this person. And then it ends up being like a half an hour. <laughs> I'm like, well, all right. Eh, sometimes so. it works out for the better. Sometimes it works out for the worse. <laughs> sometimes you get more, sometimes you get less. Thanks. It's important to be flexible in the news industry. And other industries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, moving right along, we have talkbacks for the other things that aired on Toonami this week. First of which, for Dragon Ball Z Kai from Joshua Knighton. Don't worry about not understanding love, Piccolo. In this show, you have poor examples of what love is. What love gotta do with it when you're trying to save the world? I guess. (laughs) Inuyasha-san writes in, how many useless does it take for Dio to reach the center of Jonathan's Haman? The answer is a lot. Useless? What the fuck did you say, Inu? You know, that don't even make sense, man. You know how Dio is like useless, 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 useless. And I don't or, pay attention to that. I just muda, think that muda, muda, more like oh no, 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 no. Yeah, now that's much better. Yeah, uh, can't wait to hear those. So. <laughs> no, that's Jotaro. Tsunami Gamer writes in, For someone who doesn't have Hamon, Speedwagon sure is knowledgeable about it. Well, it's okay. We just you kind know, of just... ignore all of the things that Speedwagon maybe shouldn't realize, but apparently knows enough to talk about. Because who cares? Okay. Look here, dude. Just because he may not be able to use Hamon doesn't mean that he doesn't understand the nature of it. Watch a regular high, I mean, a regular at Magic High School, or either read the light novels and you understand why. People can't do magic, but actually have an in depth freaking knowledge about it. That's a good point. Or maybe he, you know, just learned some stuff from Zapelli and the other guys. Exactly. Hey, Master Tom Petty, man. Mm-hmm. And the Heartbreakers. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself, man. It had to be said at mm. least once. Allison writes in, gonna miss the deliciously handsome Dio. You'll be fine, Allison. Go to your room, Darrell Jr. 
Dragon Knight writes in, Dio supposedly falls to his doom. But I don't think that's the end of him. Sorry, Jojo. No. Eh? There's one more episode left in this story arc. And Dio's like Jock Itch eventually comes back. (laughs) (laughs) And another from Josh Knighton. I find it creepy that Hisoka is just carrying on a casual chat like he didn't just lose his freaking arm. I'm both impressed and terrified. Hey, man, sometimes you just gotta push through it, Josh. Rob Barracuda writes in, Have we ever seen Hisoka in such peril before? Nope. But he survived somehow. Let's give him a hand. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, he got disarmed, man. (laughs) (laughs) It was a very disarming development. Yeah. And another from Josh Knighton, this regarding Naruto Shippuden. Okay, so Itachi's dead. Now can we get back to the main character? You know, the one the show is named after? No, Josh, no. You will have to suffer even more. Mm-hmm. And Benjamin Pajon writes in, The Straw Hats are the definition of squad goals. Nah. That make the kind of squad goals I want. <laughs> And Josh Knighton writes in, Luffy and the crew riding around not Las Vegas in a cool ride with Nami showing off her amazing bod. This might get me back into One Piece. Yeah, those boobs were bouncing and jiggling. Oh, Lord. Shut up, Paul. dresses. You were, dude, you will respect my love of Nami's boobs and her I do not respect your love. <laughs> but, but you should. Yeah, or else I'll make you receive my love. Wink, wink. So very nice of Funimation to give Toonami a clip of One Piece film gold to show. And I wish and it put it up had... on their Facebook. Yeah, they did. They they did put it up on their Facebook, which is good, because the first time it aired was at 2 a.m. Actually, the only time it aired was at like 2.15 a.m. Probably because Shippuden has the longest commercial breaks. Uh, no, I fell asleep and then I woke up to see Nami's booze, man. It's a good way to wake up. <laughs> yeah. Best yeah. way of waking up is boulders in your cup. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> or like Kahlua and freaking vodka. Hmm. Coffee, liquor, and vodka. I also Last find it to be slightly torturous for people to be forced to watch Naruto to see a One Piece movie clip. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you One Piece fans deserve. The way you gave Bleach so much hell. It yeah. was your punishment. Worth it. <laughs> it is. Alright. And lastly, Javazin Craig had a bit of a poll regarding uh, some recent schedule developments and posed the question. If Funimation puts a broadcast up of Attack on Titan Season 2 on Toonami and Samurai Jack is still airing, what should the order be? 13%? Jack and Titan. Okay. My bad. 13, let me... 13%, <laughs> 13% voted Super Jack Attack on Titan Boo Saga. 20% voted Attack on Titan Super Jack Boo Saga. 22% Super Attack on Titan Jack Boo Saga and 45% Jack Super Attack on Titan Boo Saga. 
And I have to ask, why not Jack Attack on Titan Super Busaga? All right, let me let me tackle this. Thank you, Sketch. Let me tackle this. Okay. Here we go. Super Samurai Jack Busaga Attack on Titan. Shut the hmm. fuck. Now, why does that make sense? They're going to have to expand the block, obviously. So, 11 o'clock, super. 11.30, Jack. 12 o'clock, which midnight has worked for DBZ Kai, so why move it? And we know that Toonami doesn't want, like to move things if they don't have to. Keep that at midnight. And then 12.30, attack on tight. Because, let's face it, they probably are gonna. They probably spent more money on Samurai Jack than they did on Attack on Titan if they're gonna get it. So. Well, yeah, it's an original. So, that would be that would be my feeling on it. So, sorry to your poll, but that's the way it should be, at least in my view. And plus, by the way, Super, not to use Dragon Ball Super is Super, so why not put it at the beginning of the block? Because they're probably paying to do that. So, well, that's the thing, though, because the eleven o'clock we're, we're assuming an eleven o'clock super would still be an encore of the eight p.m. airing. So, why does it have to be first? Exactly, put that shit on later. Well, I don't disagree I just... that it's probably a good idea to leave Dragon Ball Z at midnight. Uh, why would you put technically old Dragon Ball Z? ahead of Attack on Titan simulcast premieres. Exactly. Polys is not Frank. Well, it depends on... But there again, if we're talking about Samurai Jack and Attack on Titan premiering per se at the same time, Jack is going to take precedence over that. And you're not going to move Super back to 1230. So the only other option is to put Attack on Titan Season 2 at 12.30. Okay, dude, now... Dude, that's, this is that's not Frank's man. hot sauce, man. You can't put that shit on everything. <laughs> Though I but, do see I the mean, value in having a Dragon Ball sandwich. I I really think Jack, obviously, top spot, no doubt. But why do you have to put Super... After that, and boo! After why? that, why why can't you put Attack on Titan at eleven thirty, Super at midnight, boo at twelve thirty? You're putting they don't, they don't really like to move things. Remember, if something's yeah. doing well, why move it? You know what I mean? Yeah, but Attack on Titan that... season two would be a really big deal. I mean, it is a really big deal, but. I mean, Again, yeah, I, I no. would even say, sure, put Super at twelve thirty. But uh, but see here, let, let's let's let, let's let's stop right there and let's move back from this. If Samurai Jack is per se starting in March, if you look at the calendar here for March, let's say it starts on. Let me look at the calendar. Uh, Saturday, March fourth, and it's supposed to be five episodes. Is that what it was? What? No, it's ten. It's ten episodes. Oh, it's ten episodes. That's right. Okay, so. And why would you figure it on, on March fourth? Wouldn't it? I'm just saying. Feasibly I'm just saying start right. on March eighteenth. Why would you say March eighteenth? 
Toonami's anniversary. I mean, that would make sense. They don't have to start it then. But but see there, but see there again, like... If you're going yeah. by that, Samurai Jack could start in February. But But see, here's the thing. Saturday the 18th, if they are going to do stuff, special stuff, why would they waste Samurai Jack on that day? If there's something that they've planned that's expensive, I don't think that's... I don't All think they've said see. so far is that they're going to air the first part of the micro-series. Right. And that is so we'll five. Uh, I, I mean, again, this this is all depending on when this is going to start. I mean, we don't... We oh, yeah. Don't... Well, the I reason mean, I, why I think Samurai Jack might start in February, other than it could feasibly be done by then, One Punch Man ends the last week of January. Just shift everything up a half hour. Well, everything's... That's, that's I think, what's going to happen. Actually, that's not even correct. <laughs> Just chop off that slot and start... At 11, with Samurai Jack, Super, DBZ, right. yada yada. And then, as for Attack on Titan, honestly, as cool as it would be to run Super and Attack, uh, Jack and Attack on Titan at the same time, and they might be able to do it, uh, they would have to start Jack pretty late in March for them to have them overlap for any particularly good reason. Right, because uh, reasonable expectation, uh, Attack on Titan will probably start mm, the first By the way, or you can second the, week of April. People, you can count this as our predictions starting. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Might as well note a, that. Yeah, um, <laughs> which which is our topic. So let us continue the. So the first Saturday in April is the first. And by the way, I don't think they're going to prank us. Because <laughs> usually they prank on the 31st at midnight, which is technically the first. So that would right. be Friday. But I don't know. They might do something in prime time. Maybe. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> Toonami will start before midnight, so... <laughs> Probably nothing, though. I would so... figure Attack on Titan would probably start the first full week of April, which would be the 2nd to the 8th, one of those days. I forget exactly what what day they... Uh... It's the 8th. The I don't the remember first. what day it aired in Japan last time. Uh, so, if it was on a weekend, it might actually start on the 9th, which would be the 8th for us. Because of time zones. But I don't think they'll be able to do like a same week kind of thing. I think they'll probably need a week or two extra because of all the Los Angeles actors that are involved. Right. Maybe not, but I'm, I'm being a bit more realistic here. I don't think you'd need to wait until after Samurai Jack ends, which would theoretically be sometime in May, depending on when it starts. So let's actually... Uh, oh, my calendar disappeared on me. <laughs> so if they start Samurai Jack, okay, let's say the fifth. One, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's gonna run into ten. attack on Titan, so Yeah. It would it would feasibly run into when Attack on Titan is. And also uh probably probably JoJo Part two will end before Samurai Jack. So there is something to think about. Right. Which could in fact be a deciding factor of where it ends up. Because where's JoJo now? It's twelve thirty. <laughs> it ain't gonna be at twelve thirty then, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no. But definitely not. Whether or not it takes a break is also to be determined. And they shouldn't yeah, that's true. have to, but they might do it just to be able to do other things with the schedule temporarily. Alright, so let me let me talk since we're talking predictions, let me let me talk about what I'm thinking is going to happen in 2017. Obviously we know about Samurai Jack. We know about the, the micro series. Uh, we know about super and, and, and uh, the final chapters of DBZ Kai. We know about that. Gundam unicorn as well. Uh, I'm going to go hundred percent sure on tag on Titan season two, because obviously we do not know. We don't think that Disney or Nick tunes or somebody random would pick that up. Um, I'm sure that, Jason and Gil are using whatever resources they can when they go over to Japan to secure stuff. So, and it seems to be working. I would love to know if that happened to get super. Hopefully we'll get to interview them at some point, but I'm going to go hundred percent on that. I'm also going to go hundred percent on Gundam iron blooded orphan season two being on as well. They are currently dubbing it right now. Hence why we probably don't have it. Um, and once Unicorn is up, I I am 100% sure that that will play on the block. Uh, so those two I'm, I'm at 100% on. Uh, the first two that I have listed here are, and it's, and it's more or less because Jason put up that poll, and chances are if he puts up a poll mentioning a couple shows, that's where they're thinking or shows that they want to put on. Um Lupin the Third, I think Sketch is probably smiling when I say this, will be on the block. Uh, I think that would be a good something good to put on there because that would change up the mix that we have on there. Uh, how many episodes is that, by the way? Twenty six. Twenty six. So that that would be that would be a feasible series to put on for a while. Um, I'm going to say Tokyo Ghoul. I think that one will be on there too. Uh, Mob Psycho. I mean. I think while it did win that poll, I don't foresee that happening once it's done playing on Funimation.com. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't see that happening until the latter part of the year, maybe in the you know closer to the fall. Um, I could be wrong, like I said. Uh, how, many, how many episodes is that? Twelve? Yeah. Or is that more? Okay. It's so, I mean I mean that that any either way like if that came on right after it played on funimation.com who knows? I mean that that's a quick series. So like One Punch Man it could, you know, be done in a in a two months and a two and a half months. So, you know, I don't see a big deal on that. Um so that could be on there too. 
uh, I'm, I'm thinking Tokyo Ghoul will be on there as well. Um, those are the odd shows that I think that would be on. I would love to say Psychopaths, but I, you know, I don't know. See that that's the thing. Like I don't know. With Super coming on, I'm kind of hoping that they expand expand the block a lot more. I don't want, um, I don't want the six hour block per se, but you know, if they do decide to do that, I would like them to be able to pick up shows like Psychopaths, like older shows that are kind of still new out there, uh, and put that on the block. Um, and I'm saying that if they do expand and obviously there is going to be some kind of expansion. Okay. We already going to see this coming into January. We're going back to 1130. It's going to go till 3:30. So guess what? That's a four hour block. We can, we can hundred yep. percent say that. Um, so they can we have that, that. pre-flight. So there you go. So we got that. I, I you know, I, I think if they're, you know, if they get rid of one punch man and then, they were to take over the three to the three and the three thirty time slot. I think that would work for them for older shows. Um, but again, they have to be able to get those older shows. If Turner is not giving them the budget to do that, then there's no reason to expand this block at all just for older shows. Man, the budget is a real question here. Cause obviously they, they, yeah. had, to, they had to hit up big daddy Turner for, uh, and not literally Turner the first, but the, the company Turner in order to get Dragon Ball Z Kai and Dragon Ball Super at the same did they, time. Did they explain that on uh, they, pre-flight? They didn't say anything about that. In fact, they said very, the, very little. Yeah. They just said, so I, these are what we're playing. We got three right. premieres at the same time. It's going to be big. So it, it's going to be really, it's it's going to be, well, I mean, Hunter Hunter still a premiere too, but. Um, well, I mean, on that particular day, three right, new editions. Right, yeah, yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see this. The other one that's going to be an interesting one, and I have to ask you, Sketch, because I haven't really heard too much about One Punch Man Season 2, but where is that at? That's supposed to debut this next year, right? No, Some... not necessarily. Not necessarily. Is no real confirmation on that. It okay. might not be until 2018. I am holding out a little bit of hope it would feasibly be uh, aired in Japan this fall. Right. 2017. That, that's going to kind of be my like uh, wild card pick, so to speak. <laughs> that's kind of like my wild card out there. And that, that only depends on if it plays this year in Japan. Uh, this coming year in Japan. Uh, and mm-hmm. I hope that if they do that, they actually do a simul dub with it because I think that would work out wonderfully. So, and I know you like that. You would like that idea sketch. So um, we might oh, as well yeah. keep, keep these shows that have done well on Toonami on Toonami. So, and by the way, I understand that people don't like Gundam these days, but you know, Gundam IBO did pretty well considering. So, you know, <laughs> you like Gundam. <laughs> Some people were pretty excited that Unicorn's gonna air. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see how those ratings do. I I really I'm gonna say this one more time. I really hope that they put Hunter Hunter above it because Unicorn has been playing for a while. So I really hope that they put Hunter Hunter before it because it's those that's a brand new show. 
Unicorn is not. So, I mean, it's brand new for Toonami, but it's not a brand new show. It's been out there already dubbed. So, for the record, I hope they move Hunter Hunter, and I think they will. Because I, I think that that combination up there, I think even putting it up after Dragon Ball Z Kai, the final chapters, would be a good idea, too. Because I think that would get it more exposure. And this show definitely deserves more exposure than it's getting. You know? I think I, I would... Honestly, like, if there was any show on Toonami, maybe this will come a shock to people, but if there was any show in Toonami where I would throw money at it just to move it up a couple time slots, it would be Hunter Hunter. That's why I throw that money in my pocket. Just like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that, those are my predictions. So, yeah, you you hit all the the obvious things, I would say. Uh, one additional wild card is the series ReZero is very, very popular. I don't know if anybody's even licensed it yet. It doesn't seem like, uh, a distributor has come along for it yet. It streamed on Crunchyroll, but it's like one of those situations with Parasite, how we didn't know who had it for a long time. And then Sentai's like, Hey, we got it. I don't know who's going to end up with that series, but apparently it is a big enough deal that I think it would probably be in consideration. I unfortunately see Toonami really heading in the direction of almost entirely going for big hype shows because they don't have a whole lot of space for series that aren't epically long right now. Agreed. And that means I would be surprised to see something like Michiko and Hachin come along again. And I'm a little disappointed about that, to be honest, because there's lots of uh, series out there that are underexposed and could definitely use some love. Well, which, and, uh, can yeah. I jump in here real quick? If you must... Well, I didn't I was talk gonna... while you were talking. No, no, no. I, I, I know, but uh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. Um, do you think they should do more with the tsunami stream in 2017? I mean, I would like them to, but to buy a show specifically for that doesn't seem like a good use of money because streaming rights are really expensive. But do you think that maybe they should do like? I mean, feasibly, they could... I mean, how many series they have still sitting there that they could play that they have the rights to, like Attack on Titan, for example, the first season, you know? Yeah, I don't know. There's some odd things about how that contract works. It seems like they're never allowed to have every episode available. Like, they have, say, 11 out of 12 episodes of Dimension W up right now. I don't know why they can't yeah. put the whole thing up, but that seems to be the case. And I think that's because these companies, they they want streaming to be, you know, not... Uh, they want streaming to be, you know, where they're streaming their shows, like Funimation Now, Crunchyroll, Netflix, Hulu, all of those. So they don't want them to get the streaming rights locked up by uh, Adult Swim. <laughs> However, <laughs> that seems to be the case with at least Aniplex shows. 
like Kill a Kill and Sword Art Online too, which are still only streaming sub on uh, Netflix. So I don't know how those contracts work, but for whatever reason, I mean, for some reason they could do this at least temporarily. They were allowed to do the stream of streaming a whole series in a week, but I think maybe somebody cracked down on that, and that's why they don't do that anymore. Or maybe they just decided it was too much work. I don't know. But as much as I would like to see them do more with the streaming stuff, uh, I definitely don't think they should pick up shows specifically to stream them and not air them on TV. Right. And I I don't think that they're ever really going to be able to do that much with their streams as far as putting up an entire series, except for the ones that they own. They should be able to do that. And I don't know what that means for Space Dandy, per se, because they have it in perpetuality, but, I mean, it's not not really owned by them. Right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's weird. So, anyway, back to predictions. Uh, mostly hype shows. I would like to believe that one of these days they will really surprise us with an interesting pickup that nobody expected. I, I still think they're very capable of doing that. I generally figure they're going to stick to uh, picking up the most requested shows, particularly ones that they like. So, uh, like all the things that Paul mentioned, very strong possibilities. Uh, other outside possibilities. They did play Blue Exorcist, and there is a new season of that coming out in January. So that might be something that Anaflex would push to get on Toonami. Certainly they would push for anything sword art, but uh, we don't know when the third season of that's going to come along. And... I, I don't know. There's lots of good potential shows, and Darrell and CJ and I are going to be writing up an article about the most recent season's potential tsunami contenders. But... Yeah, I'd rather finish one. <laughs> got to do all God knows I don't got the time to do that. <laughs> That's because your ass can't write. We don't really have the time to do it either, but we... Somehow, somehow manage, I make time. Somehow we manage. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think other than what you mentioned... I feel like should at least mention Blue Exorcist and ReZero as possibilities. And beyond that, there's certainly shows that I'd like to see, like Blood Blockade Battlefront, and that's mm. getting another season. It um, is? Yes, yes, that Great. is getting another season, and My Hero Academia is getting another season. Those are a couple of good shows that are very appropriate for Toonami. And beyond that, hmm, still wouldn't hate to see Tiger and Bunny show up. (laughs) (laughs) That's my psychopath, as it were. (laughs) No, fine. If you're going to throw that out there, I'm going to, I'm going to throw Eureka 7AO out there. Okay. Oh, 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 (laughs) give it up, man. I had to, I had to give it up. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Fooly Cooly. 
I'm kind of thinking it might get delayed until 2018. They they did say the initial release window was late 2017 or early 2018. So it might not show up until then. But they're going to have a pretty packed out lineup. So I don't know. I'm, I'm just really hoping that they play Lupin because that would be a nice change of pace. Lupin and I'm not yeah. going to say Mob is completely out of the question. Uh, I was doing a little math there. Since they just started streaming it on Funimation, that won't end before February. And that was kind of when I thought maybe it would start. So that's probably not going to happen. That might be when Tokyo Ghoul shows up. I don't know. Still not really enthused about the uh, potential airing of Tokyo Ghoul. I'm I'm sure it would do well, as those sorts of shows do tend to do well on Toonami. I mean, look how well A Comic Kill did. <laughs> but A Comic Kill was good. And it had boobs and booty. And blood. Well, it, it did have boobs and booty. <laughs> And violence. There was there was there was plenty of violence in Tokyo Ghoul. Oh yeah, but it was censored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there I is like an uncut that. version, but it's still kind of. Eh. I don't know. I uh, I have no interest in seeing that show up on Toonami, and I've I've greatly lost interest in seeing Psychopaths show up. It's certainly not a bad show to air, but. Now that they have 33 episodes, I guess that's not a big difference, but eh, not really feeling it at this point. I, I would rather that they pick up something that people don't know about, or at least are not very well known, because at this point, certainly lots of things are, are well known, but honestly, how many people knew about Michiko and Hashin before Tsunami aired it? I did. Assassination I did. Classroom. Get that well, Assassination again. Classroom is plenty well known, and also would last a year. Class, <laughs> mm-hmm. class. Certainly not a bad show. I highly recommend it. Yeah, especially Miss. So Yelovich. yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping that they yet still surprise us. Not not that managing to get Super and Kai final chapters at the same time wasn't a surprise because. Honestly, it was. But surprise us in a way that's not more of the same. I'll, I'll put it that way. I would like something that's not more of the same. Mr. Jarrell, do you have any thoughts? Uh, let's see. Of course, I'm going to go with Bible Black, the blue girl. Um... <laughs> <laughs> nah, just kidding, man. <laughs> One can only dream and hope, but we know they ain't never having any. But um, I would say, really, I could see something like, you know, somewhere down the road looking at maybe Drifters and Bungle Stray Dogs because those shows are actiony. Not to mention, I actually like Mob Psycho 100. So that would be like the one that I would see coming at some point at the earliest of all of them. You know, just shows that like kind of they're known, but. They really need to get out there and get some exposure, man, because there are a lot of good shows out there that are so freaking good that could be on Tsunami, but they never get a chance because of the overhyped bullshit that ain't necessarily all that good. Mm. 
Not to mention some of it plays off on fan service. Yes, I do love the fan service, but to be honest with you, sometimes you just need to tone it back some and get someone that's got something that you can gnaw on and chew, you know, a little bit of meat on the bone. <laughs> True. That's all I got to say about that. All right, then. Well, as always, it will be interesting to see what happens. <laughs> they continue to be full of surprises. And since this is our last regular podcast of the year, we're going to talk a bit about 2016. Specifically, uh, Toonami. But, but let, let's leave everything else off the table. <laughs> but my booze is on the table. Yeah, yeah, uh, I bet it is. So, Darrell, let's start with you. What were the highs and lows of Toonami 2016 to you? Uh, let's see. One of the lows, Dragon Ball Z Kai. I just don't care for it, you know. But you know, the fact that everybody else is enjoying it, that you know that that could be considered a high for them, but a low for me because I hate that fan base so much. Uh, one of the great things though was like actually seeing Intruder Three and you know the new shit with the vindication. Of course, I said that Sarah would get a body. It's a pixie now. She needs to. We need to see a cat fight between her and Rookie Rookie at some point, but wishful thinking yet again. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? What was another good high? I guess, you know, really, to be honest with you, I was glad that we got another mech in, um, you know, Gundam IBO because, dude, I was missing my giant robots. I really was. Giant robots on surfboards? Giant robots on surfboards. And let's see. What else? What? Well, low. I would get probably just say um, all the filler episodes for Naruto. The fact that I'm forced to look at Sakura yet again and just realize how useless she is, man. Ah, uh, I mean, like, yeah, she was dude. especially useless this year. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was like the year of uselessness for her. I'm like, all she does is cry and like chastise Naruto. Like, dude, really? We're going there. Man, I have pieces of toilet paper down a white my behind that are more useful than her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, Lord. You know, happy festivus, people. I'm done. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Paul? How do I follow that? <laughs> I don't know, but I wanted to remind you guys that A Comic Kill and Parasite did finish this year. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when when did Paras- Parasite started in 2015? Yeah, but so it was I- pretty late. It was in October. Oh, God, I can see it. I'm trying to think what started this, what was started this year. Hunter Hunter started this year, didn't it? Dimension W. Hunter Hunter? No. <laughs> No, we, Actually, I, I Samurai Champloo started this year. Ooh, Samurai Champloo, Dimension W, Hunter Hunter did start this year. It was in April. Please, okay. no, no mention of so, Dimension W. So I, I, I will say the highs for me were being introduced to Hunter Hunter. I really enjoy that show. I very, I, I am very protective of that show, if you haven't noticed. Um... I'm going to cheat and say Parasite because it did end this year. 
Uh, Parasite, and I still will say this, this was the best show that Toonami has put on since it came back on Adult Swim. Um, and it will be on my top 10, mind you. Uh, I love both of those shows. They, they were wonderful. Uh, I would say the lows. Um, Dimension W was kind of a disappointment. Um, I thought it would be a lot better. It was kind of a letdown to me. Um, I also felt like it was kind of rushed. Let's see what other. I'm trying to think. Oh, you know what? another another high too would be the fact that we actually got a movie this year too. I think that mm. was uh, that was a wonderful surprise. Um, wonderful to have that happen because a lot of us were like, "Can we have a movie? Can we have a movie? Can we have a movie?" <laughs> and Sentai came along and went, "Well, we have this movie for cheap. You could play this one," and you know, Toonami was able to play it which was awesome. Um, I I mean, I think the only other low that I would say that kind of disappointed me this year was um, them not going to Momocon. Mm. I I really, that was kind of our thing to go to Momocon every year, meet up, do stuff together kind of deal. And it was kind of a letdown for me that they just did two cons, and that was it. Because they did Anime Expo, they did San Diego Comic Con, and I think that was it. Yep, that was it. And that was it. Like, I think that was a really big letdown to me. I think they could have done a lot better. They could have done more cons. I, I know, you know, look, they are busy, obviously. And, yeah, they were going to Japan, so obviously that that does, um, that does say something to that. But I was, you know, I really thought that, like, Momocon would be kind of that thing. I guess that they didn't really like how Momocon did all that stuff the year before when the panel didn't play right. Maybe that kind of got under their skin. <laughs> Not um, that they had much luck at Anime Expo. <laughs> no, no. So, I mean, I'm just... I guess those were, those were my lows, you know? Like, I really... This next year, I plan on doing a lot, doing at least one, hopefully two cons. Uh, and uh, I'm kind of hoping that we do see a lot more Toonami this year. Um, so that, that's kind of where I am at with 2016. Nothing really bad happened with Toonami. Like, I'm not, like, bummed about anything Toonami did. Politics is a whole different story, but this mm. isn't a politics podcast, so we're not going to talk about that. But you know, uh, well, you know what? There, there was one other positive too. I, I did. I think something that helped a lot of people, and I don't know if people noticed this, but right after and speaking of politics, that whole shit storm happened. Um, I put up that one speech that Tom did about positivity. Was it? I think it was positivity. And. Uh, it really helped a lot of people and I thought that it would, it helped me. It always, so most of these Tom speeches help me in times where I'm just like, Ugh. and I think it helped a lot of people. So that was kind of like an upside too. Yeah. Good. Boy, this year, well, 
It's, it's an odd feeling to to essentially get most of what you ask for and still kind of feel like it didn't turn out well. <laughs> uh, th- that would be before the year uh, I gave into uh, early hype and expected good things of Dimension W, which I probably shouldn't have, and it's not a terrible show. It's just kind of meh. Bad and it was Bioshock. <laughs> and it had some really bad science. <laughs> yeah. But Mira and Loser, they're, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we had an episode called We'll Miss You, Mira and Loser, and then we kind of didn't think about them the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when a uh, pooping robot joke could come along. Yes. <laughs> so that that was mistake number one. Mistake number two was, uh, in retrospect, asking for Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. <laughs> Should have watched more of that before I rallied behind that one. You monster! Though there is some good to come out of it. I, Gundam's back. We're getting another Gundam. I'm happy about that. So, And it... Again, not a terrible show. It's just definitely not among my preferred Gundam series at, at the uh, end of the day. Right. And <laughs> I, I feel like the sudden schedule shifts kind of mess things up a bit here and there. Like, Hunter Hunter went through the ringer this year, and it, it kept getting moved. I'm very glad that it's still doing well, and I'm not really concerned about how it's doing. But they they could have been nicer to it. I don't think they abused it by any means. I mean, no. there's certainly people who think that that happened, but no, that's no. They've given it a good home, but man, I wish it didn't get moved around so much. So the two things that I'm that oh that was the <laughs> it's the monkey's paw really. Because for the longest time, I was like, I would be willing to, you know, even give up One Piece if I could get JoJo and Hunter Hunter on Toonami. Well, I didn't have to give up One Piece. And I still got Hunter Hunter and JoJo. And I was real happy about that. But now we are all feeling the weight of so, so many long-running series. And now six, six next year. Oof. <laughs> boy, oh boy. I'm still happy that they're they're both airing, but the way that the schedule is working out, it, they're probably just going to get pushed later and later, and that's unfortunate. All to uh, maintain the Dragon Ball Dynasty. Well, I, and you know, that's kind of the whole thing with like... It's kind of like ship it in. Ship it in, especially this, this these last three weeks with the fight. Like, if this was higher up, it probably would have gotten a lot better ratings than it does where it's playing. That's not to say if the whole block was doing like a million for the first four shows that that wouldn't still do a million. But, you know, it's, I kind of think like that is kind of one of the shows where I'm like, I wish that was a little bit higher too, but I, I understand why it's not. It's just only so many early slots and they are filled By priority, really. That's why I kind of hope that they do expand a little bit more this year, 
just so that way we can have that little bit of a mix of older shows in there that are quote unquote premieres, because that was kind of the problem with the six hour block. If you're going to do the six hour block, you can't repeat the same show over and over and over again. You can't play ghost in the shell over and over again. But by the way, you could play it this year. You're not going to on TV because you have all this stuff, but you could, um, you know, IGPX over and over and over and over again. No, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Like you should be able to, you should be able to bring in these, for example, Funimation shows like psychopaths and that and play those on the block, especially now where they're probably cheaper to broadcast. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Speaking of older uh, Funimation licenses, like, I tried to be reasonable, and I didn't hate that it was there, but, man, (laughs) having Samurai Champloo air again was just kind of meh. It's a good show, don't get me wrong. I I think it's a great show. It holds up well. And it did did well for itself. I ain't going to argue about the results. But, obviously, just kind of... Eh, not definitely not like oh I absolutely need to rewatch Samurai Champloo. <laughs> right. Even though in rewatching it, I kind of realized that I don't remember very much about it. I guess it's been that long. But I'm I'm generally okay with it. But that would have been a great time to say throw on Psychopaths. <laughs> I don't know if it would have been as affordable, but I feel like. Maybe they could have done something along those lines. Right. But, eh, it is what it is. So, very happy about Hunter Hunter. Thrilled to have JoJo on, finally. Kind of wish we weren't so overstocked on long series. And like I said, I would even give up One Piece at this point. But I'm, I'm really hoping that's, that's, that, that's what Super will do, is give us a bigger budget to do stuff. Not Man. not per se like super coming out of super's budget, but more or less like the the regular budget gets a, a boost to get more shows and to open up and expand it a little bit because you know I think that would work a little bit better for them mm. and also give us a little bit more diversity. So yeah, but yeah, so I I feel like I <laughs> I don't really have a right to complain for getting what I wanted, but I guess that will caution me in the future not to. Yeah. Not to uh, jump on the bandwagon of, of shows before I've really seen them. That was right. that was a mistake. Mistakes were made. And uh, I will try not to do that in the future. But I, uh, as much as I lamented how the trip didn't go nearly anywhere near as well as planned, though there were highs and lows of that trip alone, I still was overjoyed to be able to be at the Toonami panel at Anime Expo, be able to cover it and experience that firsthand. That was definitely a high for me. Oh, that was quick planning on our part. <laughs> Seriously. It won't be like that next year. It won't be like that next year. If it's at, if they're at Anime Expo, we will be there. Hmm. Well, I am super broke, and I don't know when I'll not be super broke, so... Here we go. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. So, All right. yeah, it was just kind of a, I would say maybe a bit of an uneventful year, even though 
some cool things happen. Uh, I think I need to look back on this year quite some time later to fully appreciate certain things. But, oh yeah, One Punch Man. That was awesome. I'm glad they got that on as fast as they did. (laughs) A very, very good, fairly obvious choice. But I was I was very happy that they played it. The dub was great. It, I feel like that really energized the, the latter half of the year for Toonami fandom. So, good. Right. That was good. Right. And now we, uh, we see how things go in 2017. All right. Well, it's time to get on out of here. So... As usual, you can email us. It's podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. Uh, if you guys have anything that you want to email us, this is going to be the last regular episode. Uh, so please email us if you have anything that you uh, you want to see in the next year. I would love to hear your ideas. It's podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also listen to us on the TuneIn radio app. And you can also listen to us on Google Play. But the most important one is our SoundCloud. It's soundcloud.com slash Podcast. Again, you can play it from there. We would love for you to share it from there. If you're going to share the podcast from anywhere, share it from there. Uh, Because we do have, like, most of the links on there, the iTunes, the Stitcher link on there, too. So uh, share the the podcast from there. Uh, we're almost to 500 and I think we're like about 10 or 11 followers away from 500. I'd like to get over that by, before the end of the year. So hopefully by the time you hear this, we'll be over that, but we'll see. And uh, of course you can download the, uh, the podcast from there as well. Uh, one other note that I, I haven't noted recently, but there is a SoundCloud app that you can download and you can just connect to our podcast and listen to it. Because it's going to go there first. So if you're listening, if you have that app and you want to get the podcast first, when it comes right out, that's where it's going to go first. So you can do that as well. And again, that's uh, soundcloud.com slash podcast. Uh, like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at podcast, And you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's tunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And as always, if you've missed any episodes of the podcast, you can go to podcast.tunamifaithful.com and listen to them there. And as we alluded to in the, about the beginning of the podcast, you can donate to us. It's patreon.com slash podcast. All that money goes a long way to helping us to pay for things like the website, uh, the podcast, and of course, going to cons. If you guys can help us out with that, uh, please do donate. There is a way to get on the podcast and talk about a topic you want to do. Uh, do that because we will do that a lot more this year. And uh, yeah. So it's patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, so Darrell, where can they find you, sir? You can find me at ukami underscore samurai seven at twitter.com. Well, and also you can find me at Nasiha Roho Adanasi at twitter.com. And if you want to send me any evil emails, you can do that at DarrellMedox at tsunamifaithful.com. Sketch, where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984, on Tumblr, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails, sketch at tunamifaithful.com 
support podcast at ToonamiFaithful.com. And Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can find me on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. Uh, you can also find me, you can actually ask me questions. It's ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. And uh, if, if you want to email me, it's Paul Pascrillo at ToonamiFaithful.com. Uh, some things that I would love to hear some suggestions on some improvements for the website, uh, some new segments for the podcast. Uh, if there's some things that you want to hear, or if there's things that, you know, we're open to people presenting stuff to us, you know, uh, Patrick this year pre- uh, wanted to do a show. We let him do his show to see if people would pick up on it. Unfortunately, people didn't like the uh, boarding pass show, but if you guys want to do a segment for the podcast and you want to present something to me, uh, you can do that too. We're open to that. I'm sure Sketch is open to that too. So again, it's Paul Pascrillo at TunamiFaithful.com. You can also email podcast at TunamiFaithful.com uh, in regards to that as well. And uh, yeah, so this is the last episode of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast for this year, for 2016. Thank you guys for coming along with us this year. We certainly appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely see what you're saying on that. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys. We'll have our first podcast after the January 7th broadcast of Tsunami in 2017. But uh, that's it for this year. Peace. We're out. Deuces!